Welcome to the Young Crones Cafe, where you can get a magic brew full of all sorts of information, both witchy and practical. Grab a cup of coffee and join us. I'm Elizabeth, a wordsmith. And I'm Dave, a modern-day sage. We are going to talk about various witchcraft and life topics from a slightly more mature perspective, at least most of the time. Thanks for joining us. Here's some thoughts on what makes up a ritual. A little something extra from the Young Crones Cafe. So, what exactly is a ritual? As witches on the path, ritual is a big part of our tradition and the things we practice. The fancy definition for the word is the prescribed form or manner governing words or actions for a ceremony. In other words, it is all the things you say and do detailing what you're going to perform. The best part of practicing witchcraft is that you get to pick what and how you want to perform them. Rituals can range from the extremely complex to the incredibly simple. But most rituals are composed of three basic sections, the opening, the working, and the closing. The opening portion is something you do or prepare that allows you get into the frame of mind for working. These can include setting up, blessing and anointing, and circle casting if you feel it's necessary. Setting up includes preparing yourself and your space, cleaning up by taking a ritual bath or shower, and making sure the area is neat as well as gathering all the items to set up an altar if you need one, and what you actually need for the working, having all the stuff there, are all examples. Blessing before the beginning of the actual ritual allows you to prepare yourself physically, mentally, and spiritually for what is going to happen. People often use the smoke of incense or a combination of all of the physical elements to bless themselves. Anointing yourself with an essential oil, warm water, or anointing oil you've made yourself can be a signal to your brain that ritual is about to begin. Creating sacred space where ritual can be performed by casting a circle lighting the altar candles, burning incense, or inviting various energies to work with you are all different forms of declaring that the ritual itself is commencing. Once you've completed your opening pieces, you move on to the working. A working is the meat and potatoes of a ritual. In other words, what is used to fulfill the purpose of the ritual itself. Most rituals usually have a purpose for forming them. These can include a celebration, which may be a sabbat that is part of the solar cycle. A devotional piece. These can be an offering to the old gods and the ancestors or other energies you work with. Spell work, which is usually done as an aspect moon ritual to create some sort of change, although spells do not require a ritual to work effectively. And finally, just because, more than just a catch-all category for what doesn't fit anywhere else, because it can include a personal need to just create sacred space to sit in or to perform divination for guidance about a particular question. A celebration demonstrates an important event by engaging in enjoyable activities, such as finding some way to mark the balance of light and dark energies at an equinox Sabbath. A devotion can be performed to the divine, the old gods, the ancestors, whatever you choose, using incense, chants, or something else. As we've said, spell work is often performed in a moon ritual for a specific purpose. Divination involves seeking the answer to a question or asking for guidance for your personal path, using tarot cards, moons, a pendulum, or any other divinatory tool that you feel comfortable using. 
A working itself usually involves the raising and releasing of energy. Raising energy can be done in all sorts of ways, from humming or chanting to dancing or drumming. The energy is gathered up to power the working. It is then released out of or into your sacred space to complete a spell or as a gift to the universe itself. It is like putting a period at the end of a sentence, which informs your brain and the world around you that the working is completed. An important thing to remember, while every ritual needs a purpose, it does not necessarily have to contain a specific working. Finally, the closing section is very important, and it needs to include parts that will allow you to ground any excess energy, usually by eating and drinking something, and actually ending the ritual. All of these move you back into the mundane world from the magical space you have been working within throughout the ritual. We call eating and drinking something housing, while most practices call having cakes and ale. Its purpose is not only to give thanks to the universe for food and drink, but also the physical act of eating is one of the best ways to reconnect to the mundane world. Grounding excess energy is often one of the most neglected parts of a ritual experience for many people. Not taking the time to do it can leave you feeling physically jittery or mentally disconnected from the mundane world around you. Some people ground by actually touching the earth itself and allowing the energy from ritual to flow back down into it, while others take the time to take deep cleansing breaths, releasing the excess with their out-breath. Ending the ritual with some sort of closing statement is your actual declaration that the ritual is done. This is also a good time to thank any energies which you have been working with. Some deconstruct their sacred space in the same order in which they created it, but in reverse. As with the opening, try different combination of things to figure out what works best for you and then work with them consistently. This will allow the routine of closing to assist in the process of returning to the mundane more effectively. One of the best parts about celebrating ritual is that you get to choose which pieces of each of the three sections you will work with. However, it isn't as simple as choosing one item from column A, one from column B, and one from column C, like ordering from a restaurant. You need to figure out what is going to be effective to move you from the mundane to the magical and back again to the mundane, based on things like the purpose of the ritual, or even what type of ritual you are going to celebrate. Another important consideration is personal time constraints. While many of us would love to create elaborate rituals that take hours to perform on a regular basis, our mundane lives and responsibilities do not make this practical at all, so celebrating something short and to the point may work more effectively. Another thing to consider is how much experience you have working with rituals. If you are just starting out, it may be better to start small and work your way up to longer and more complex celebrations. So far, Rituals and their purpose in this podcast episode has focused on the magical. However, have you ever considered the everyday stuff that we do that can also be called rituals? Think about your routine to get ready in the morning. Do you do things in a certain order? Do you have a reverential attitude about that first cup of coffee in the morning? Are you a person who has to make the bed as soon as they get out of it? Do you make sure to check out the weather forecast before you pick out your clothes? These routine practices can be considered a ritual of sorts. It is the way that you prepare yourself to begin your day, whether it is going off to work or school or dealing with children. 
There are ways in which we celebrate our birthdays or other holidays that are specific to ourselves and our families. These creative traditions or ways we always do something are rituals in their own way because we celebrate them year after year. It's also possible to create some sort of ritual to honor a child getting a driver's license or acknowledge a graduation that are part of the mundane, but just as important and valuable as anything magical we celebrate. The ultimate goal for us is to weave the magical and the mundane together to create integrated practices in both our witchcraft and personal lives so that they work together consistently to create the experience with both, both mirth and reverence as often as possible. This discussion about rituals is based on information in a book that we are currently creating about our ritual practices. Let us know what you think about ritual itself, some of the things you do as part of your opening or working or closing. Mm -hmm.